Yes, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new Rugby Muscle podcast, another live Q&A edition, which we are only doing now once a month because of the announcement that is to come. But whilst we are live, please, as if you're on the Facebook group, give it a thumbs up. If you're watching us on the YouTube channel, give it a thumbs up. Really does help out on the Facebook. It helps out by putting other people's feeds actually on the youtube helps out by putting on other people's feeds but also helps out with the algorithm comments in the facebook group will be answered later in this q a or as soon as i i come across them comments on the youtube will be answered in a future free q a but without further ado let's get into i don't want to dwell too much because i've already sort of messed about um, trying to see if I was going to put this live after the France-Scotland game um, and then realized that I've actually got my maths wrong with the uh, time conversion and actually it, it's best to go, it was best to go live now before the game. So we've got an hour before that game. Pretty excited to watch that and I'm pretty bummed out that that will be the end of the Six Nations after that. But we've got we've got European rugby to come. So pretty pumped, pretty pumped about that and obviously Super Rugby Arturoa. Um, which I actually have some thoughts on. Uh, maybe I'll give them on a different uh, future podcast. But um, yeah, we have got a couple people on the on the live feed. So thumbs up and any comments, ask any questions in the comment section below, and I will get to those in this live Q and A. If you watch this past the fact, like I say, I'll answer them in a future Q and A. But let's get into this one. So first and foremost. What I want to sort of announce in this episode of the Q&A is what Team Rugby Muscle is, because I've got a few questions on the emails trying to ask what it, what the deal is. Is it online coaching? Is it a program? What's the deal? How much is it? So let's get into it. So Team Rugby Muscle is sort of my new baby. It's uh, it's not quite online coaching, but it is as good as, or as close to it as you can get, because... Um, I don't believe programs are doing anybody any good. I think they don't actually help people when it comes to their training, especially for their rugby training. And I'll get into exactly why. I just There's a lot more to it. So Team Rugby Muscle is essentially a three-pillar system to improve your physique and rugby performance at the same time. Um, and those three pillars are targeted training, simple nutrition framework, and mindset development. Um as far as targeted training concerns is concerned, structure basically creates freedom, right? The more we can have structure in place, the more we don't have to think about what we're doing every time we go into the gym, the, the, the more we can actually focus on the actual execution. And especially when there is a sport that we're trying to work on, such as rugby, where we've got all these different competing goals, it makes it so much more difficult to be able to figure out what is exactly we should be working on. So the structure of the team rugby muscle training simplifies all of that, gives you stuff just to focus on each and every single week to get the most bang for your buck out of the sessions because we're not expecting full-time athletes that are dedicating five hours a day to training. No, we're expecting regular people that have got 30 minutes on some days to train or even can only train two to three days a week on some occasions. You're then taught over time how to individualize each element of the program 
really important that aspect that it's taught over time it's not something that can be done overnight that will just lead to you being overwhelmed and throwing away the program like most people do with most programs that they buy you try and individualize it or you if you get a normal program it doesn't fit your actual individual needs you don't do it you try and individualize that program that doesn't fit your individual needs and it becomes not the program you start questioning yourself and getting dealt dealing with that overwhelm that we spoke about before so with this we have a system whereby you are given a much more of a structure versus an actual uh you know specific program that you have to do you're then taught over time how to individualize that for you uh your schedule your needs you yourself as a player so that avoids the overwhelmed and again as someone that has bought probably hundreds of programs uh, by this point probably most of the time with the intention of doing those programs and have probably done less than 15 of them you know and done less than probably five of them if I'm completely honest with myself, consistently to get the most out of them, I know this problem. And so I was really trying to rectify that problem, right? With training, every especially with what we got to do with rugby, everyone has so much specific needs that you cannot just get a, a generic cookie cutter program and expect it to work. By the same token, not everyone can afford to get everything completely individualized themselves. So what we're trying to do here with Team Rugby Muscle and the training Team Rugby Muscle is bridge that gap, give you a framework, give you a structure um, and a template for a program whereby you you can actually just take it to the gym and execute on it without thinking too much. But at the same time, you can fit it around your schedule. You can absolutely adapt it to your goals. And as time progresses, you'll be taught how to add in extra things, take away extra things, adapt it to your schedule, adapt it to your specific needs. That is key because we then individualize it by, but also avoid the overwhelm and avoid the common mistakes that people do by trying to bastardize a program for themselves. Now, in terms of the simple nutrition framework, there is no set, you know, same as the training, right? There is no set food or calorie or carb protein amounts that are going to work for everybody. No cookie cutter diet here is going to work for every person even if we're adjusting for their body weight and activity levels it just doesn't work like that at some point with nutrition and this is a a real firm belief i have is at some point you have to learn how to fish you have to get an education on your side you know if people get away with nutrition like by chance that's one thing but if you're constantly battling with nutrition and you're looking constantly looking for that secret you don't need the secret you need an education you need to slowly understand um, how to eat um, as an athlete and as an adult, which sounds a little bit mean, but it really hammers home the point that you should be, there are some real key principles here that we need to try to adhere to and navigate around in order to um, have the best diet and the most suitable diet for you as a rugby player. Now with that, like it's not just a case of, you know, giving you recipe guides, but teaching you how to utilize those recipe guides to make them work for you. You know, it's the same thing. If you just give a bit, a bunch of recipes um, and they're all, you know, uh, wheat-based recipes, but you don't handle gluten too well, then how do you adapt? It's all about the ad- that adaptation and making it work for you. You're given recipes, food, body weight trackers, and then again, you're slowly got, uh, guided through that process, um, avoiding that overwhelm. And, you, you know, because we're taking a bit of a step back and we're building that framework, each week or each month, whenever you're ready, you have more to, to develop upon to refine that. But we're taking care of the big rocks first. We're taking care of the most important things first. And then as you're progressing, once that becomes a habit, then we can then look at the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And that is not limited to performance nutrition, fat loss, muscle gain, um, game day nutrition, recovery nutrition, recipe guides, as I've already mentioned, um, habits, eating out, 
lots of different things that we're going to cover within the academy as part of team rugby muscle that you can understand for your nutrition and then finally um mindset development and education this is really what ties everything together and that's in the academy which is also part of rugby muscle elite if you sign up for that but this is more about actual education so it's not just you know you're not going on a sports science degree what i'm doing is i'm taking everything that i've learned through my sports science degree and through my 10 plus years uh, coaching people uh, coaching rugby players that are trying to get the best out of their performance experimenting with myself and putting that into action so it's not just you're not getting an education you're getting an understanding of what's going on and then what you can do yourself about it Um, and that's not limited to recovery motivation planning your training and your nutrition around your life skills and tactics training for rugby because that is a fucking ginormous part of rugby that is often ignored by strength and conditioning coaches um and then obviously we've got our training nutrition, the understanding of that and why we're doing that. Because again, the more educated you are, the more you understand what you're doing or what you are doing is important, the more likely you are to stick to all of those things. Um, if you're doing something and you just think it, it stinks of bullshit, you're not going to stick to it because you don't believe in it. So really place a good emphasis on education without having to give you a bloody uh, university level degree. That's not necessary. Um, it's necessary for you to figure out what you need to figure out to really get yourself engaged, understand the process, and then feel like you're improving. And that's something that I've really focused on. And that's something that the guys that took on the uh, the beta version of Team Rugby are already starting to feel out. Like they're really enjoying it so far. I'm really happy with the feedback that I've gotten from this system. Um, everybody's building out their own trackers. They're making progress. I'm really excited. And if you're keen on this, um, I'm watching this live, just shoot me a DM on Facebook. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube, go check out rugby-muscle.com forward slash team or academy.rugby-muscle.com for more information on that. It's Team Rugby Muscle. It's a system designed for those who can't justify the uh, coaching to fit their budget, but want a structure, want education to get as much results as possible in as efficient manner as possible. So if you're an aspiring high level athlete, you know, you want to really make the next level of rugby, or if you're a veteran that just wants to keep playing for your local club for as long as possible and be injury free and get the most out of your performance, or you're just any player that wants to train efficiently and perform like never before, every person in between, Team Rugby Muscle has been designed for you so with that out of the way we now know exactly what team rugby muscle is and you'll know that uh twice a twice a month we'll be doing live member q a's last week we did our first one where we guided through catching high balls and arranging training around arranging your strength and conditioning training around rugby training and all the different options you could do for that um it was pretty fun to do and what they're these those q a's are more in depth and more like the rugby muscle applied to where we talk through each thing and in each stage so i get to really um sink my teeth into those q a's whereas these ones are a little bit more off the bat you know um so yeah rugby-muscle.com forward slash team for more information on that or if you're watching this before the launch date which is on uh sunday sunday march i should know the bloody date sunday sunday march 29th if you're watching this before then just shoot me a dm because the uh sales link is not live on the website yet cool so that giant plug out of the way let's get into the um Questions that I've been asked both on the introduction page on the Facebook group and on the um, questions tab that I posted uh, a little bit below. So 
first one we have is, am I able to explain my reps? I'm new to some of the exercises, don't really understand what my reps are. So my reps are, uh, this is a question from a team rugby muscle member who, um, uh, you know, is obviously looking at my reps, isn't quite sure and what the deal is there. So the deal with my reps is that it's basically um, a way to get efficient, effective reps um, in a shorter space of time. I really like using my reps because, as you know, if you've seen the stuff I've put out, the rugby physical preparation pyramid, I think that hypertrophy is a very important part of your training that you should be doing for rugby, particularly um, once you're building that base. But sometimes when you're working power or when you're working strength or when you're doing uh, aerobic work, that stuff takes a lot of time and you then might not have enough time to do four sets of 12 hypertrophy work after. And so this is where my reps come in. And rather than doing four sets of 12 or four sets of 15 or whatever, we repay, we do that first set to failure um, within that rep range, whichever is. So it's quite adaptable. So it's the best to sort of give it a generic explanation. So whatever the rep range is, you'd work to that end of rep range. So say if we're we're aiming for 15 plus plus reps on my reps, we would pick a weight that we'd probably fail at around 15 and we'd go to try to get to 15. If we get past, we that's fine. But we go until we pretty much reach failure. We can't do another solid rep. Um, we then rack the weight or put the weight down and we rest for five to 10 breaths, depending on the muscle. So if it's a, if it's like a big compound movement, like a, uh, not a squat, but maybe a leg press, you would take a bit longer because you're breathing heavier. You don't want to fail because you're out of breath. You want the muscle to fail. Get your breath back. You then go reset, go again. You're not going to get obviously the same reps. So you're not, because you've significantly dropped your rest time. And by significantly dropping your rest time, you're then going to hit failure a lot quicker. But those that takes out number one, that junk volume that you would be doing, you know, because obviously when you're doing a set of 15 or so, it's those last five to six reps that are really pushing the muscle and really getting that adaptation. The first, you know, zero to nine or uh, 80% of the reps are just, you you know, they're just creating that fatigue and just, just getting there until we reach those really hard to push um reps so with the short rest periods we sort of bypass all of that and that means that we're only dealing with the effective reps or if we're dealing with a little bit more we're getting to those effective reps sooner the other thing that this helps develop is um, or this other thing that this takes out is that longer rest period so you're saving yourself both time and fatigue potentially by taking out those extra reps and so instead of doing four sets of 12 for example you would do 12 rest 10 seconds, maybe get five, rest 10 seconds again, maybe get five again, rest 10 seconds, maybe get three to four, right? You've then done the equivalent of four sets of 12, but you've done it in a fraction of the time. Um, and you've done it with less reps total. That doesn't quite work out as saving you fatigue because um, that this style of training is a little bit more intense than a normal, uh, you know, normal four by 10 with a minute in, in between. But I would say that it's not too much, depend on the activity, of course. If you're doing like four by, if you're doing this with bicep curls or if you're doing this with, um, you know, smaller muscle groups, this can be done quite a lot, um, especially if it's with smaller muscle groups because then you need less total fatigue to recover so you can take less time. So this is a really good way. And I, I you will see a lot of those, you'll see a lot of sort of cluster style training as well. Um, 
you'll see a lot of different movements. The idea here is that we're really trying to, like I said before in the Team Rugby Muscle chat, trying to get the most out of like all that time that we're spending in the gym, not just by working on the most important areas, but by when we're working on those areas, being as efficient as possible. And my reps is such a great way to do that. Um, his other question is, views on missing a session if it lands on a rugby day. Example, agility tempos on the same day as rugby training, which is mainly conditioning and skills. I would, so I think I addressed this in the other Q&A on the members page. So go ahead and watch that video if, um, that should solve it. But essentially, I like to do work on the same day as rugby day. Um, ideally, I like to do the, the higher intensity stuff on the same day as a rugby day because you're never sure. Like, you know that you're, there's a good chance that your rugby training might be high intensity. You're never perfectly sure. But if it is, then that allows you to, um, you, you basically want to consolidate your stresses to as little days as possible. So rather than have, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all be stressful days like that's just going to run you into the ground you just do two a session two sessions on the on the tuesday two sessions on the thursday which is what the most the structure of most guys trainer would be maybe that means that you have to wake up early it's not ideal i think the most ideal is like fin- it, it, you know obviously depends on your work schedule but training getting a session in getting a short shop either power speed or strength session in before you go to your rugby training that way you're not going to be overly fatigued for your rugby training but you're going to then um, be able to recover from both of those sessions on that next day Um, agility tempos wouldn't be high but it would also work quite well as the same day as rugby training because you're already at the field i would i would just go early to training do my agility tempos i feel really good i feel i've got a good bit of aerobic work done there Um, i'm moving well and i take it into my rugby session and then maybe you do a little bit of extra condition, but that aerobic work is still going to count quite well. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the control of, you know, what your rugby coach has you do. And most rugby coaches have you train like quite poorly, actually. They have you train doing the anaerobic stuff and it just doesn't work. But, you know, that, that is what it is. Ordes Muhoza asks, I hope that's right. Ordes, Ordes? Yeah, I'm going to go with it. Ordes, tell me how to pronounce your name phonetically phonetically in the comments below once you see this um any recommendations for a strength program to improve squats so in typical teach fashion here i'm not going to answer this question um as direct as you'd like because well actually to answer that program as as direct as you'd want there are fucking thousands of programs that you can improve on squats it would depend on how good you are currently at squatting but i would say that you know any general strength program is going to improve your squats. If you're at the stage where you need more than a general strength program to improve your squats, you're strong enough for rugby and, and probably, in, you know, especially in the squat, and a squat is probably not going to hold you back from being a better rugby player, right? That means by, if you're already in that really, really super advanced strength stage for squats, you do not need to squat any heavier to make you a better rugby player. In fact, all that work that you would spend on trying to get a better squat would be you know essentially a waste of time compared to all the other things that you could do to make you a better rugby player so unfortunately the answer is everything but also nothing you know um a basic strength program i mean team rugby muscle is going to help improve your squats and once you top out at the end of your squats then, then you move on to something else you don't have to like just improving your squats is not necessarily a massive marker for improving as a rugby player in fact 
like single leg movements would even be better for especially for strength and power for our rugby player so unless you're a prop maybe there's an argument there that you you'd need to do that but i wouldn't argue that you would ever need to do um and if you go back and listen to guy thompson um former i can't remember how long he's played in the premiership but really like world-class number eight and uh back row he he basically didn't back squat the entirety of his um professional career um, he basically did uh, bulgarian split squats riffer elevated split squats lunges those types of movements and you can load those up to be heavy and strong and that's actually probably going to have a, as much carryover to your rugby playing ability as improving squats um let's just check the old live feed here again thumbs up helps it go into other people's uh facebook feed um and just hi guys i just wanted to jump in here to tell you that if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to become a better athlete then you can go ahead and visit rugby-muscle.com and pick up any of our free goodies that is uh, the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions the physique nutrition crash course video series the supplement guide and newly added is a macro calculator yes that's right a macro calculator where you will be able to work out your protein carbs fat and calories that you should be eating on a daily basis to give you a guide as to where to start your diet from this will help in conjunction with your 53 conditioning sessions to build you out a decent little plan that will enable you to take control of your training and use effective training and nutrition to become a better athlete all that stuff and more can be found at rugby-muscle.com or rugby-muscle.com forward slash macros for the macro breakdown you know fluffs the old ego teach over here um any tips for making time go faster in hospital uh, this has got to be ian i'm sorry to hear but um uh i would say i'm not i'm not a good person to ask to make time go faster i i, I hate it i i'm always having to do something i get itchy uh itchy feet all the bloody time I, I, and i'm always trying to listen to podcasts listen to um different education um you know I'm a bit bit of a nutter for that. So I would say watch some ruggers, um, sleep, watch some more ruggers, set yourself some things that you want to accomplish, either like, you know, a journal or uh, whatever you want to sort of improve upon and then sort of go from there. Um, but no, sorry, Ian, mate. I, I don't have anything else. I, I, I'm not good with downtime, um, especially downtime where I'm having to like lie on a bed. But I wish you speedy recovery, mate. Keep me in the loop of how that goes. Um, Zach says, best sleep tips. My sleep tends to suck. Well, Zach, if you're a part of Team Rapid Muscle, you will be um, getting a full uh, Q&A about 20 minutes-ish long on the uh, in the Rapid Muscle Academy on about week three once you join. Um, where I really go through it because I do think sleep is by far the most important thing about recovery. Like you can you can foam roll for so the cows come home. You can do mobility. You can do yoga. You can stay in a fucking sauna as far as I can see. But if you're not sleeping, minimum seven hours. Like you're leaving so much uh, recovery and so much gains on the table. It's like that's the like it's the it's everything. If sleep was a supplement, it would be the most expensive, the most lucrative, the um, like you wouldn't even believe the amount of benefits it gives you but because sleep is something that we all have to do by virtue of being human beings or by virtue of just being alive it just gets turned to downplay because people just can't make money out of it but um as far as sleep so 
let that be food for thought when it comes to sleep tips because people will always try and sell you stuff you know like the you know and some of the, i'm not saying that these things don't work like weighted um, blankets and really good pillows and stuff that that does help but i think again those are sort of supplemental things to your overall sleeping regime the most important thing to your sleeping regime would be your circadian rhythm so ideally you wake up and you know the more i've experienced this the more i will dig my feet into this you should be waking up at the same time every single day yes on saturdays yes on sundays as well unfortunately because when like one day of waking up later resets your clock your clock starts every time you wake up your body clock and you can you can much better handle um staying awake for a little bit longer than you can sleeping a little bit earlier so it becomes really hard but once you get it like say you wake up at 6 a.m every day if you then wake up at 8 or 9 p.m on a weekend that then resets your clock so that you then have trouble going to bed that earlier time or even feeling tired until midnight 1 a.m and now you've cut into your sleeping time for the the rest of the week and it really does like essentially you spend all week resetting your clock to make yourself efficiently wake up at 6 a.m feeling refreshed and then you, you you go back and you and you reset that clock every single weekend it's an absolute nightmare and you you end up like you're really spinning your tires and and, and pissing into the wind with this so waking up at the same time every day is crucial. If you find yourself having to stay up later, you just have a nap or uh, sort of augment it that way. But that would be the biggest thing. Um, and then other than that, um, if your sleep isn't great, electronics, try and keep them out of the room. Try and, you know, we all know about the blue light and I'm sure everyone's been told about it by now. Try and keep electronics out of the room. Try and keep the room nice and dark. Try and keep the room nice and cool. Um, and those are going to be your biggest things. Um like yeah it's it's one of those things where people really think you know oh you know it's like oh, i need to make sure i'm getting better sleep on my sleep quality tends to suck but you're sleeping five hours a day it doesn't really fucking matter get your regime down get your schedule down you can set things to do as part of your habits in the morning to get a good morning routine so that you wake up each time and you feel you get into your day you get into a stride your body likes that it then cues it in uh 16 or so hours time to then go back to bed and feel tired around that time so and then you know an hour to two hours before bed or even 30 minutes if if that's all the time you have have a little bit of a nighttime routine that cues the brain and the body to realize okay we're winding down now it's time to get ready to sleep cool hope that helps zach um we've got joanne coming in asking tips do's and don'ts for training and playing for older players i have a full um, podcast on youtube and on the podcasts about training as you age um i think i still th stand by everything i said in that one so i will go ahead and link that below joanne or if you just comment below i will make sure i link that in for you but the cliff notes for it are manage your training volume by far the most important thing you can't just do a load of sets and expect to recover like you would have done in your early 20s likewise you also need probably a little bit more to recover than what you did in your 20s you know when you're younger you can you, you can do very little and make amazing gains when you're older you kind of have to do very little but you need to do more in order to keep making gains and progressing so you've really got to manage that training volume manage your recovery sleep again is really fucking key and then look to evolve as a player as well so really take care of your aerobic system so that you can so that you're not fatigued as much so that you can then continue to recover better um 
and then become a better player. And, and then I would look at, you know, utilizing rep ranges and, and weights and movements that are going to be a little bit more joint and muscle friendly. Um, at the same time, you still want to keep your strength. You still want to keep uh, targeting your speed because those are the things that are going to drop down as you age. Um, and therefore, you, you, it's a real balancing act. Um, I think, Joanne, you, you applied to join Team Rad Muscle. So we will manage that um, as part of that process of the um, framework that I was saying earlier about the in, being taught over time to individualize it. This would be taught over time because we start with the minimal amount of work to get the maximum amount of benefit. That would be enough and that wouldn't be enough to uh, wouldn't be so much that you get fatigued as an older player. But then over time, you would get taught as we ramp it up for maybe the younger guys, what you would selectively choose and aim for as an older player. But you definitely can still play. That's something I really want to emphasize. Christian says, Christian Jones says, looking to put on muscle without losing conditioning. A back row in 31 coming into my later years. Um, so listen to the above for that. But sitting at 83 kg, I want to get up to 90 without losing my work rate, tackle rate. Right, first off, I would forget about those arbitrary numbers. I would just, um, I'd set yourself a minimal amount of, not necessarily, I mean, that might be fatness, but it might be a minimal amount of conditioning that you want to, like, pay attention to. So continue to do aerobic work. You just wouldn't do as much. Um, and make sure that that aerobic work doesn't regress. If you just if you're already pretty fit and you don't want to lose a good work rate and tack rate that you've already got, as long as you stay as aerobically fit, as long as your numbers don't drop down, then you can continue to put more of your resources to hypertrophy, to weight training, to in order to gain muscle. Um, I'd look at being as efficient as possible with that because you are 31. You are on the latter end of you know how easy it is to gain muscle. But you would be paying attention to, um, you know, over time, slowly adding, uh, it would be mostly about food, right? But you'd be able to slowly add weight onto the scale. Um, again, some of that is going to be fat. But if you want to go from 83 to 90, that would take a long time. Um, and even then, you'd probably expect a little bit of fat gain to go along with that. And it wouldn't necessarily mean that you would lose aerobic conditioning. That would just mean that you would... Um, you know, just gain a little bit of fat with that, but you still be able to cope. So you'd set yourself a minimum fatness or a condition that you go and then just slowly keep adding that weight. You know, um, I've done the whole hypertrophy series um, on rubbing muscle applied on the YouTube. So check those out. Again, comment below if you want those links for that. Um, but it would essentially be that um, seven kilos from 83 kilo uh, from 83 kilos is a lot though so that would i would say you know set yourself a long-term target of just making sure that you don't lose fat i mean you, you don't lose conditioning or get fat in that time too many people would would see this and they go oh i want to go from 83 to 90 and they would just do that within two months before you know it you, you you're now going to spend less time trying to gain muscle because you've got to lose that fat and get that conditioning back so you end up just again spinning your wheels you end up you know four months later having lost that fat that you gained in the first two months and your conditioning's about the same but you haven't gained any muscle because you've spent four you know, two months only get you know two months undoing the progress that you did for the first two months which would have been minimal because you'd have rushed it whereas if you'd have spent those whole four months slowly increasing your muscle you'd be in a much better state well, rattling through these questions quite well today. I'm quite happy with myself. Maybe I should uh, I mean, I should have done these only once a month before. Because we're on our last question of the day, or last person of the day, should I say, because David Thompson here has asked two questions. He says, hey, 
want to increase my recovery rate and keep it up when the gym switch on and I go back to concentrating on weight training. I went fat and lazy over Christmas for two months. Shame, shame, shame. No, just kidding. That's fine. Um, I'm doing easy 5Ks five times a week just to ease me back in. That's that's a lot. Um, I had been doing a session a week of eight times 45 seconds, 80% runs with 90 seconds return to start, up an incline. Um, should I go back to doing that or can I do twice a week while getting back on the body weight circuits and 5Ks? Um, I would say eight times 45 seconds at 80% is just not, it's not rugby. Um, you never run for 45 seconds at 80% in rugby. It just doesn't happen. You're better off eight times five seconds at 95 plus percent with a 90 seconds of return to start up an incline. That would be good. And the incline would be good then because it would save your hamstrings from the risk of being too stretched out and too injured. Um, that's how I would do it. Um, and then I would keep the five Ks, um, and make sure that they're easy, maybe nasal breathing only so that you work in your aerobic system. Um, and then I would do, yeah, two to three body weight sessions a week. Um, depending on what you want, you know, depending on what your goals are really with this all, um, in terms of recreate increasing your recovery rate, I guess that means being conditioned for rugby. It's all about the aerobic system. The Like when you exert yourself really hard in a game, like, if it's the 45 seconds at 80% or if it's the 5 to 10 seconds at 95% plus, you end up breathing really heavy. That's because that's how you recover from those sessions. So when you're breathing really heavy, that's your aerobic system at work. The more efficient your aerobic system is, the quicker you are. You go from breathing heavy to breathing light to getting back being able to perform. Um, the aerobic system underpins everything. And you're not working the aerobic system if you're doing 8 times 45 seconds at 80%. That, that would be... Uh, going into lactic work and then what that does is just it ends up fatiguing you too much and you're not able to recover from those sessions um and you're not able to keep performing as well they just fatigue you and you don't build up the aerobic system because you're not working aerobically you don't build up the high power because you're only 80 percent, so you're not touching that 95 plus percent which is where rugby is played um so i'd focus on that um hopefully that makes sense um dave you're in contact with me anyway, so let's sort out a plan for that if if you want. Um, and then B VO two max, what is it? Is it useful? Can I trust my watch? I firstly, I wouldn't trust your watch to know your VO two max. It's a highly individual thing. I would then also question whether VO two max, like knowing your absolute VO two max as a player, that's you know you've asked these sorts of questions. I think that's just it's, it's kind of going back to that thing that I was talking about with the team rubber muscle. It's overwhelming. It's, it's, it's a bit of noise that you don't really need to pay attention to because you want to focus on the other things. Um, essentially VO two max is your maximal oxygen, uh, uptake. Like, uh, you know, the maximum, basically the, the maximum amount of oxygen that, uh, you can utilize during intense exercise, right? So, um, your VO two max being high shows a very nice, good aerobic system, um and it's one it's it's just one factor really though to sort of um assess how well you can perform sustained exercise um again aerobic endurance the better your aerobic system is the better your vo2 max is but you don't really necessarily need to know the exact number of it 
Um, you just need to know that you are improving aerobically. You could do your, you could know your VO2 max, but fuck the, 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 the testing that you need to do to accurately assess your VO2 max is fucking brutal. It's worth it if you're a runner because you're, you're really trying to operate at that, like the cusp of that. But if you're someone that just wants to play rugby, like just improving your 5k times is a good indicator that you are getting aerobically fitter. Or if you're able to do the higher intensity exercises and maintain that intensity for 10 sets versus before when you would drop out after five, or you're able to get back to being intense after 40 seconds versus before when you were doing 80 seconds to recover to get back to full intensity, you would then know. Um, so that's what I would do rather than worry about VO2 maxes. Um, uh, but if it's off of your watch, I'm assuming it's giving you a predicted VO2 max, which you could then, I guess, uh, I'm not sure what the watch is, but I guess it could be a decent little, um, a decent little factor into or a piece of data that you could just plot on a tracker and just, you know, not really pay attention to it, Not like, oh, my VO2 max today is this, you know, you would just plot it each week, um, yeah, what your average VO2 max reading is or whatever. Like this is, and this is something I do with my aura ring. It's not, I don't pay attention to the numbers and like get married to them. I just plot them on data. And then over after, after like four to six weeks of a program, I just check to see that it's trending in the direction I want. For example, with this aura ring, when I'm working my aerobic system, I'm expecting my uh, resting heart rate to drop from in the mid fifties down right back down to the uh, low forties or something during the night. Um, the, the lower your resting heart rate is again, the better your aerobic system you would just, but I, I'm not looking at every day like, Oh crap, my resting heart rate today is 58. That's rubbish or whatever. You know, I'm just looking at it over time and seeing, okay, that's trending in the right direction. That's good. Or if it hasn't, is it because I'm more stressed and I'm actually still fitter or am I actually not getting, you know, maybe I'm not getting fitter. Maybe I'm just becoming more uh, efficient at the movements I'm doing. Or like if I use the rowing machine, maybe I'm just getting better at rowing or maybe I'm getting better at running if I'm using that. There's, there's so many things that go into it that using the more, that's why the more pieces of data we use, the better, but at the same time, as I've alluded to before, the more pieces of data we use, the more likely we are to be overwhelmed and just fuck all the pieces of data off and just give up. And with that, we have reached the end of the questions, I believe. Let me just go ahead and check the Facebook group to ensure that that is the case. That was quite a good one. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Um, let's just see where we are. I'll wait for a couple minutes just to hit that 40 minute barrier um, whilst we are live. But uh, yeah, once again, um, rugby, team rugby muscle, it's not quite coaching, right? So the programming isn't completely individualized, but you're giving a um, year long structure to follow along with the rest of the team. So we've got a bit of a community going on. You get access to our um, private members Facebook group. You get access to the academy where you'll get continual um, updated every single week, education on nutrition, supplements, recovery, um, training education, tactical education, anything that you want um, as far as your your questions go, any answers, uh, any questions that you have, you know, pertaining to rugby, pertaining to training, you know, which – does encompass a lot more than you know most people think um you get access to all of that uh, and it's also laid out and this is something I, I really 
want to emphasize it's laid out in a way that you don't get overwhelmed i've been a part of membership sites before i've been a part of training groups before where you're like okay and i've i've, I've ran team rugby muscle like this before where i said okay what you get get to do is you get to pick from these 10 because i've never believed in one template working for everybody so i've gone okay you get to pick you get to pick from these you know five to six different templates that you can choose to fit your goal um but then that gets overwhelming because you look at all of this and you, you kind of get FOMO because you're like, oh, I know I need to work speed, but look at this cool hypertrophy workout that I should be doing. Do I, should I be doing that? And then you end up just not doing anything. You get overwhelmed and you just quit. And so really like your biggest battle as a player and as someone that just wants to stay in the fitness game and make as much progress as possible is staying in the game. It's not dropping out. It's, it's sticking with the process over the long term. You're not expecting... Um, Miracle results within two weeks, miracle results within a month, miracle results within two months. But you stack those months up, 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 and you make more and more progress and you get more consistency and you become empowered. And it's an unbelievable feeling once you get there um, because you are able to really take your rugby performance and uh, life and physique into your own hands and stay in control. And that's what we're here to achieve with rugby muscle. So with that, Thank you guys so much for joining. Again, if you're watching this on the 29th of March or after, rugby-muscle.com forward slash team or rugby-muscle.com forward slash elite for one-on-one coaching. Find out more information about that. Rugby-muscle.com, the homepage, you'll be able to download 50 free conditioning sessions and also get uh, you know, probably three times a week emails from me uh, with more information, with um, inspiration, motivation, um, and you know, not just sales, 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 but actual information that you can take and use in your training. Um, what else? That's it. I'm going to finish this Q&A here. Thank you guys so much for joining. I'll see you in the next one. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode of the Rugby Muscle Podcast, then I've got a quick little request and a potential prize giveaway for you if you do said request. All I want you to do is go to Apple Podcasts and type up a five-star review. Just your general opinions of the podcast would be great feedback, but also helps us reach higher rankings, get more exposure, allow me to attract more guests and devote more time to developing a better all-around podcast experience for you. All you have to do once again is go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use. Let me know that you've got it. And then every single week, I'll be selecting one review to give away a free prize. That free prize will be either one free month of Team Rugby Muscle. That's our world-class strength condition program app delivered directly to your phone. Or if that doesn't interest you, then we've got one free consultation where I'll, I'll go over your training program, your nutrition, and advise you how to best plan for your goals. Even if none of those things interest you, it's still doing me a solid and helping the podcast grow by going and giving us a five-star review. There's no real excuse. It takes like one minute and that helps the show out exponentially. So I'd really appreciate if you could do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one.